0: Creating cyberspace and welcome to episode 259 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian and Angelo. Double Density is your home to tales and Panama Primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, let's start with your physical body. How is your physical body doing?
1: I'm pretty good. I actually have a little pain in the neck, but it's nothing major. Is,
0: which one of your kids? Which one of your kids is that?
1: Oh, yeah. No, no. A literal pain in the neck, actually. Oh, I see. I've actually been exercising a lot more lately because my body has not been turning against me, so it's been pretty good. And uh, the thing with back pain is if you, it seems counterintuitive, but if you actually work it out more, it doesn't hurt as much. But the problem when your back is hurting, you can't work it out. Yeah. But now that I'm in a state of not hurting too much, I've been exercising a little bit more. So I've been feeling good.
0: A state of ascension almost? I guess. I ended up, so my body hurts a bit because I bowled too much last night. I went bowling for the first time in like five years. I know, yeah. So um, a friend of mine and, and I both have birthdays in February, so we decided to combine our efforts. So we went out to get rotisserie chicken, and then we bowled. When was the last time you went bowling? Do you remember? Yeah,
1: probably something last year. I mean, I've gone with the kids. Um, the thing with bowling is that if it wasn't for the little computers that they have there, I would have no idea the scoring works.
0: Oh, you think so? Yeah.
1: No, I have no idea. you like,
0: I, I know never had to write one down on, on I've a piece never of paper?
1: had No, oh, okay. I've always played with like... A computer bowling, and I remember where that started. There'd be commercials on TV of these bowling alleys that had these special computers that would calculate everything for you.
0: I was really mad at the uh, the bowling alley last night because we didn't get one of the TVs that flickered. Oh, too bad. I wanted like the true like the true experience of a flickering TV. Unfortunately, uh, got one of the regular ones. It sucked.
1: We went to the the bowling place I've been to the last few times is uh, very kid friendly, so they have the barriers that can go up, and yeah. they have this amazing giant contraption. Where you put the ball at the top and it yeah, they just that last rolls night too. down for yeah, the kids they, to aim. Like they had that
0: last night for the, for the small balls.
1: Like a sort of cannonball.
0: Almost, yeah. Or like a a roller coaster, right? For, yeah. for bowling balls, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's some sort of trap that uh, Kevin McAllister would have like <laughs> discovered for his uh, friends.
0: The, uh, I what what are they called,
1: like Brian? The Water Bandits? I can't remember. The Wet Bandits. The Wet Bandits, okay.
0: So speaking of entertainment, you and I are both huge Oscar heads. I know you celebrate every year. You watch all of the films, all of the nominated films. Um, you get really excited by things. Uh, I want to talk about movies in the tech section this week. And I want to talk about uh, Coyote vs. Acme. And this is a canceled, I canceled Warner Brothers movie. Now, I'm really sad about this because I'm a huge Will Forte fan. So Will Forte and John Cena are in this movie that cost about $7 million to make. And it's going to remain on the shelf, unreleased, possibly deleted um, because it's cheaper uh to not release it and take the tax write-off than to spend marketing money and put it out there
1: was this movie gonna take place um was it like a sequel to the coyote ugly movie
0: i oh that would have been even better speaking of that we almost ended up at a bar last night that used to be coyote themed ugly but they're closed due to uh water damage everywhere
1: it was because of the people dancing on the bar
0: Yeah, who knocked the ceiling over, and then obviously it fled everywhere. But yeah, unfortunately, this movie, which looked really neat, I was very excited about it. It was supposed to come out in uh, November, and it did not. And so, yeah, it's just being held hostage. Um, And because no one, so apparently they shopped it around, and all the, they were asking 75 mil for it, and none of the interested parties wanted to pony up 75 mil for this movie.
1: I've known about this movie for a few months, and I was really excited to see John Cena in this type of role, because I like John Cena. He's actually a pretty good actor.
0: He is a lot better than people give him credit for. I really enjoyed him in uh, Blockers. Do you remember Blockers? He was in Blockers, right? I mean, I don't.
1: I've never seen that, but Peacemaker is amazing.
0: Oh well, yeah, of course, yeah. John Cena was in Blockers, which was a uh, a pretty funny, like uh, a raunchy comedy from like eight years ago.
1: Yeah, Peacemaker is a great. Like he was, the, he made that second Suicide. What do they call Suicide Squad? Yeah, was yeah. it the? Yeah, it was the Suicide Squad. The right?
0: Suicide Squad. Yeah,
1: yeah, by James Gunn. Like that yeah. was really good.
0: James Gunn, who also co-wrote the Acme movie, too. Yeah,
1: I, I was surprised to see that there. So, and the article they mentioned, they reached out to Gunn and Associates, but nobody was returning yeah. the calls.
0: Yeah, and then also this comes on the heels of the the Batgirl film from last year that got canceled, right, and shelved, and uh, tax written off, even though it was mostly completed.
1: Yeah, DC though, I mean, what a mess. Warner like does not know what they're doing with DC. I, I and I hope, speaking of James Gunn, he can kind of clean that whole thing up because it's. It kind, of, it kind of makes me sad because I, I like Superman. I like Batman. I like Flash. I like Wonder Woman. But there I, I forgot to mention our friend Aquaman. I like him too. But...
0: <laughs> Did you see the second Aquaman movie? I no, have
1: not I, seen it. I'm waiting no. for it to be on... Like, it'll be on Crave soon, right? Because yeah. Crave gets all the Warner Brothers stuff. So, like, I will watch it when it's on there. And I, I will enjoy it, probably, because I like, I like Jason Momoa. I liked his little quick cameo at the end of Peacemaker.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree that... Uh, I just don't care anymore, I think. Right. And I think it's the same thing with Marvel. I don't know if you saw, but this week, uh, Marvel Studios is like clung things back. I don't know if you heard Bob Iger talk about how they're going to do three movies a year now. And that makes more sense. Like keep
1: people wanting to watch it. I was just watching this afternoon. We watched a few episodes of the most recent What If? And that's really fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Not as fun as uh, reading the old classic What Ifs from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, but still enjoyable.
1: It's enjoyable, more enjoyable than a lot of other TV out there.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, depends on the series, obviously, but uh, more or less agree. I'm very excited to see the darker edged Daredevil show come out.
1: Yeah, he was good in like for the five minutes he was in Echo. That was pretty
0: cool. Yeah, and also, uh, and Echo G1. was
1: good. Echo. I haven't was watched
0: good. Echo yet. Echo is on my good. list. I have ten thousand things I need to watch right now. Right? That's so. the problem.
1: But you know, along this right, we're talking about Marvel. We're talking about movies that are canceled. And my question too was that like, how often does this happen? Because the other example I could think of, but I think for different reasons, is the '94 Mar- Marvel Fantastic Four movie by Roger Corman. That <laughs> they had never any intention to actually release it. Right, that was just to keep the rights to the to the, yes. the franchise.
0: So yeah, in the early '90s. uh Marvel was just selling the rights to whoever wanted them. Then uh, Roger Corman Studios and New World Pictures ended up with them. And then they made this movie on a shoestring budget uh, basically like a week before the copyright or the agreement was – because you buy the option, right? You have like two years, or three years to like uh, put a property into the marketplace, right? And so they made this movie. They put it in one theater for a couple showings in order to be able to uh, claim the copyright and then continued onwards. And then uh, that's when Corman – basically it was a strategic move for him to – Retain the copyright and hope that Marvel offered him way more money than what it was going to cost him to make another movie.
1: The Fantastic Four have never had good luck with films.
0: No, so let's talk about yeah, Josh Trank's Fantastic Four from like ten years ago. Awful movie.
1: That was really bad. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I, I, and you know me, I'm really easy when it comes to like superhero movies. I, I like. These, but that movie was bad.
0: Josh Trank actually made a really good superhero movie called Chronicle. Like an That original. was
1: really good.
0: Yeah, exactly, right? And I, it was off the back of that that they hired him. Um, but before I forget, 2B, if you head over to the show, 2B has a link. I have a drop 2B link into a really fun documentary called Doom, the untold story of Roger Corbin's Fantastic Four. Totally worth a watch. I sat a couple of years ago. So much fun to watch. Um, and it's also referenced in uh, season four of Rust Development. The uh, David Cross subplot of the season is him... Uh, doing a fantastic four uh, takeoff, which is really a lot of fun I don't recall that at all oh yeah no it's' uh, weird it's it's one of the bright spots of, of season four i I've realized that in
1: rewatching certain things is how much i've forgotten so I'm rewatching the Mission Impossible movies, and last night I watched three, I skipped two because I remember not liking two at all. Two
0: is, yeah it's not worth it
1: so three is is uh, the first JJ Abrams one and, uh, and I think three I is
0: super it. depressing though.
1: Yeah, it was... was, It's the
0: darkest-toned one of all of them.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, poor Felicity gets it right away.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but just Philip Seymour Hoffman is a bad guy. Just, like, the way that it's designed, it was like... It was a rough movie to watch.
1: Yeah, but it was good. Um, And it it fulfills J.J. Abrams' dream of having Felicity be a spy. You know that whole story, right?
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. And
1: I, I love thinking about that and how... If you would have pulled that off, that would have been incredible. I mean, instead, we got Alias, which I enjoyed as well. If you don't know what I'm talking about, they had this whole uh, idea of having Felicity. If you remember the show Felicity from was it 90s or early 2000s 90s, yeah, with uh, Carrie Russell playing a young woman going to college, and the idea, and it was a JJ Abrams show, which is kind of interesting to think that JJ Abrams started with something like that and then moved into like Star Wars and things that were a little more. Well, I was going to say I totally
0: forgot that there's a third Star Wars movie. I totally forgot about that.
1: Really, I look. I know people say what they will about the Star Wars. Movies. I kind of enjoyed them, but I mean, again, oh, sorry, Star Trek. This. I should say, oh, Star Trek.
0: We've been seeing yeah. Star Wars, yeah. Oh boy, uh, this is.
1: Oh well, there's a third Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a. But I thought you meant the ninth one done by J.J. Abrams. But yeah, there's three Star Trek movies. Yes, Into Darkness, and then um, Edge Star of something? Trek. No, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise.
0: Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's full circle right there.
1: All the, Oh, yeah. All this goes back to him having this idea of having Felicity recruited by the CIA or something and having her become a spy. Didn't pan out, obviously, because that would have been a drastic change in the demographic. I was going to say totally, like,
0: yeah. yeah, exactly. Shifting from, like, a, dr- a, a drama, like a human drama to basically, like, a weird recruitment tool for the CIA.
1: Yeah, and... Instead, they got Alias, which reminds me of something a friend of mine told me is that he went to see From Dusk Till Dawn thinking it was another Pulp Fiction type movie and not you know. knowing it was about vampires. Yeah. So I wish <laughs> that I could like be in that mind frame where I watch a movie thinking it's one thing yeah, and not knowing it's about that at all. And that was kind of the case with the movie you recommended to me, Barbarian.
0: yes. Yeah. Where
1: I had nothing and knew nothing about it, and it didn't end up being at all what it was. See, I and that's a so much.
0: But it was a much better movie for it, right because if you'd known all of the the sort of ins and outs, it wouldn't have been as fun.
1: No, it was still fun. It was great, yeah. but yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect it to be what it was.
0: Yeah. I want to talk about unreleased movies, though, which is – like apart from Fantastic Four, I thought of a much more famous example to cinephiles, and it's actually kind of timely. So I want to talk about Jerry Lewis's The Day the Clown Died, which is a straight comedy about a clown who ends up in a Nazi concentration camp.
1: Okay, so that's not a joke.
0: No, no. I always thought it, that was a made-up thing. No, so Life is Wonderful, Jacob the Liar, right? Do you remember that the Robin Williams movie? So both of those were about people finding hope in these like awful places, whereas Jerry Lewis just played it straight. It was a straight comedy. And the reason I say it's timely is because as of June 2024, the Library of Congress is allowed to start screening it. Per the agreement they had with Jerry Lewis in 2050 when he handed over like the most like because the the print isn't there are no complete, quote-unquote, complete prints, but they're the most complete print is with the Library of Congress.
1: Is Jerry Lewis still alive? No. Okay. You know who's still alive is Roger Corman, who we were talking about that before. Yeah. I he's I, yeah. in his late
0: 90s. 90s. Yeah, he's still kicking it. Insane disc- uh, filmography, by the way, if ever you want to sit down and just look through the hundreds of films he's on. It's also funny because uh, if you hit to YouTube, you can find all of the reused shots he's used
1: like in different films?
0: Yeah, like there's a couple of like um uh space shootouts that like he's like flipped the frame, inverted it, changed the coloring on it, etc. It kind of reminds me of uh Lloyd Kaufman's Troma Studios where there is uh an exploding car from Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD that he slipped in that exact shot in a number of movies in years afterwards.
1: And I'm sure it's it's there for the fans,
0: right? Well, it's also cuz like it's a super cheap yeah, thing. it saves like money, paid- but it's
1: it's something. It's a, it's a callback. It's just like there's the Wilhelm scream in every Steven Spielberg movie.
0: It, well, that's true, right? Is it in the Women's? I think it's in the Women's. I can't remember. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, as of June this year, it could start getting screened in theory. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> So um, apparently uh, the Library of Congress intends to eventually screen it at its audio-visual conservation campus in Culpeper, Virginia. So if anyone wants to take a road trip this summer with me to go see The Day the Clown Died, um, count me in, I guess.
1: They should just sc- uh, stream it on YouTube because that would make it easier for
0: they me. They could, for sure. Um, also, I wanted to make a quick note. It's been 10 years since the release and eventual deletion of Flappy Bird.
1: I played Flappy Bird, and I can't remember why was it removed from the App Store. Was it because it was too derivative?
0: No, it was because the creator was getting hounded too much. He got too famous. and got annoyed by the fame.
1: I remember being like almost made fun of and then people realizing, oh, no, wait, this is actually fun.
0: Yeah, no. uh, uh, Dong Yuen pulled it from like stores because he's like, this is I'm too annoyed now. It's over.
1: Why does he sound like a gruff detective?
0: I don't know. (laughs) He just he tweeted out uh, February 8th. I'm trying to close my eyes. February 8th, 2014, he says, uh, I cannot take this anymore. It's kind of sad. Yeah. So he was just like, uh, he was just done with it. I think he was just fed up. So that's it for the tech side of things. Let's head on over to the paranormal where Angel and I, you and I are going to get real weird with it this episode.
1: Let me get my hat. What could space be? What can it be made of? What the heck is all those lights out there? Is this just, just a black curtain with holes in it? I don't know. I'm trying to find out.
0: Double Density. Welcome back to Double Density. And as always, Wish, Wish, and Gears from Tech to the Paranormal. So this episode, we only have one thing we want to talk about. And Angelo, you are, um, you know, you have been afflicted with um, sleep paralysis in the past. So we've talked about some of those issues. Some people have um, sleep paralysis demons. Um, that come to light. And then there are people who see the Hat Man. So we've talked about this man before, right? So I'll uh, I'll put a link to the – I guess I'll put a link to the Wikipedia article in the show notes. But this man is in the dreams. Hat Man is uh, kind of like on the edges and the periphery of reality if you are a Benadryl abuser.
1: I actually never heard of the Benadryl thing, I but I have heard of Hatman. It's not – exclusive to Benadryl. Look, it's interesting because when you look no, the up... the
0: discourse now is Benadryl. Yes, I know overly. that. And
1: yeah. when you look up Benadryl Hatman, there's like a, a post from drugs.com talking about don't abuse Benadryl.
0: Yes. So that is one of the many things I want to talk about, right? So uh uh diphenhydramine, also known as Benadryl, is a substance that you can take uh, when you are itchy.
1: Yeah, it's for allergic reactions.
0: But... Off label can also help you sleep, and I've definitely had Benadryl sleep before. So I've taken one Benadryl tablet before to go to bed, and it's been fun.
1: I don't think I've ever had to take Benadryl. Luckily enough, I've never had any allergic Once, reactions. Once I got or anything. stung
0: by a wasp and my foot blew up. Oh wow! Yeah.
1: Yeah, my kids have had to take it so that that's something that but
0: fine. but you are not a recreational like drug user right so let's not say it's kind at of all. like so all of this is kind of foreign to you a little bit the idea of um abusing like eating an entire tab like one of those uh packages of benadryl and just going deep on the benches. Yeah
1: not no, it's like it's up there with like the Tide Pod challenge to me <laughs> I the big like the most like I guess you can consider coffee a drug
0: Yeah, I would say coffee is a drug. Caffeine, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's like that's the
1: that's the extent of my uh, vices. I don't even drink alcohol. I'm 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 so boring.
0: Yeah. So this is all foreign to you. So yeah, talk to me about the hat man. You said you had, you wanted to bring some science to the table about the hat man. I'm very curious, right? So I'm just kind of curious if anyone has, firstly, if anyone has seen the hat man in their dreams, if you, uh, want to remain anonymous, you can, you can let us know, um, if you've, uh, recreationally done Benadryl. And it's cool. You can email us at double density podcast at gmail.com or go to double density.net, fill out the contact form and say, I did a Benadryl trip and let me know how it went
1: from the accounts I've read on Reddit and in different articles. It seems like Hatman appears as people are falling asleep. So it's not really a sleep paralysis thing, right? Although I guess it'll happen during sleep paralysis too, but it seems to happen just before you fall asleep. And that's when you can have so-called hypnagogic hallucinations. Have you heard yes. of this?
0: Yeah. I've had I've I've had some in my life.
1: It's super no, but it's super common, right? Like even yeah. even something it doesn't have to be like a, a man in a hat or like a gray or anything bizarre. It could be just even the sensation that you're falling. Although I think that's uh, goes back to like evolution and f- the feeling of falling out of a tree to protect you or something. Yeah. yeah. But there's all kinds of things that you'll see, and you might, it's not necessarily visual, right? You can also. I, hear just saying, I have auditory
0: ones. I have. I often have auditory ones right here. Very pleasant, faint music.
1: Auditory hallucinations. Are significantly more creepy than visual ones.
0: Yeah, no, I always have pleasant ones when I'm falling asleep. It's always like very pleasant music kind of in the background, muffled, and then I just I'm conked out.
1: Are you sure it's not your home pod going off?
0: <laughs> well, one, I don't have one, but oh, uh, You want <laughs> one. Yeah. Well now I do, yeah, to block out the uh, the auditory hallucination I'm doing right before I go to bed. Right before I sorry, not go to bed, but like hit the the dream state.
1: Yeah, I I've I've been trying actually, speaking of sleep, I've been trying different things to get to bed better. So one thing is now when I go to bed, I just go straight to bed. So no more like reading or anything before bed in the bed. If I want to read, I'll read on, on in my living room and stuff, right? Yeah. Um tonight I'm going to try something a little different is I'll because I don't I I've never looked at like phone screens and stuff before bed for an extended period of time very often. Like sometimes I'll end up watching something maybe quickly, but my rule is usually not looking at a phone before bed, but now I'm going to try and make it so I don't look at any screens for like 45 minutes to an hour before bed. So tonight right. I'm going to try to maybe just listen to the music or something before I actually go up to to bed. But And that should help you sleep better. And so so sleep paralysis is is not hypnagogic, right? It's what's called hypnopompic, which is an interesting word in my mind. But
0: Sounds like a holiday.
1: Yeah. And that's hallucinations you have as you're waking up so they're sometimes in the morning or sleep paralysis have you ever had any hypnopompic hallucinations that you can think of
0: i'm sure i have i'm sure I've i've had such weird sleep episodes in my life like very random stuff like never any sleep paralysis but definitely like a lot of like weird stuff that has happened to me physically i think
1: the problem with sleep paralysis is that it's I've never heard of anybody describing it as as a fun experience no. in that. Like, you know how sometimes you can be having a, a bad dream, but then you can kind of make it fun by make, making it a lucid dream and you yeah. taking, like, but sleep
0: paralysis. Would you say you have control of your dreams? I'm kind of curious.
1: Yeah, sometimes, not always. Yeah. Um, I remember in college once, our English teacher was talking about dreams and lucid dreaming, and we spent the whole class time learning about how to start a lucid dream. Yeah. And I was actually able to do it. Apparently, the trick is to look at your hand in the dream. And then you can realize... So you know, the hand is the control thing
0: of the controller of your dream.
1: Pretty much, yeah. The thing with sleep paralysis, though, is that it's almost always scary. Because even though subconsciously you understand what sleep paralysis is, in the moment, you're so terrified that you can't do anything.
0: Have you ever tried to leave your body during these episodes?
1: Leave my body? No. Like, I don't no. think I... like. I know that's not really possible. So yes,
0: I I know like realistically it's not. Very yeah, possible. I've never so every... I've
1: never had I've never had the inkling to do that. I mean, sometimes during like uh, relaxation and meditation, which I kind of try to do sometimes, which I I have a really hard time with that. My mind cannot not think about something. I remember watching this Headspace series on Netflix where I tried to do some of the stuff. And it really, it does help. Right, meditation is is not a woo woo thing. It actually definitely yeah. helps yeah. with a lot of stuff and. I try, you know, you try to picture yourself leaving, like, your, your, like, one thing I used to do is I'd picture myself just leaving my house and going for a walk and actually. Oh, yeah.
0: If I can't fall asleep, that's the, that's the first thing I do is I I take a walk in my mind.
1: And it's really neat how you can do that. This has nothing to do with Hatman. And no, no.
0: Hatman. No, but I mean, like, but I think that, like, it all involves that weird liminal space mentally of oh liminal spaces
1: asleep. are we like teasing a future episode with our we own?
0: could be we could be talking about those yeah but i just i find it's so really interesting right the the gulf between awake and asleep and uh i kind of let my brain wander a bit and i want to pitch some ideas to you yeah uh, one of them being like i i find it interesting that like we're to make an argument about the hat man being real is that like you are using a chemical to dial in your brain to a certain frequency that is communal in nature because everyone sees the hat man right in, in these strict conditions
1: so Benadryl brings you to that frequency. It is,
0: yeah. It creates a chemical like reaction in your body, in your brain, physically that alters your mind state that allows you to tune in to the Hat Man coming at you.
1: Can they? Is there a, a recreational drug that is specifically just that part of Benadryl? Do we know?
0: I'm I'm sure there's stuff that can recreate it. Uh, I mean, like there's a whole. Um, market i wanted to talk about uh, let's get into this now then. okay I, so okay so uh arrowid do you know what arrowid is probably not so arrowid.org is one of the oldest popular websites on the internet for uh, recreational drug use right it's okay. a depository of thousands and thousands of reports and uh different experiences so people leave reviews of drug trips on here okay so i decided to go uh go find the uh the different hydramine the, like, the, the Benadryl reviews, and I, I pulled a bunch up, but I just I found this really interesting because this has been like, a very long standing kind of like archive. It's like the de facto archive of drug use on the internet.
1: How far back does it go specifically for Benadryl?
0: Uh, let me take a look. So I could tell you right now. Uh, I don't think they list dates. That's the only problem. Okay. They list all of the different. Wait, can I do show all? Hold on. You just give me a sec. I'm kind of curious if I could do that. I do date. The first one's from 2000.
1: Okay. Wow. So cuz I it, it feels like this is a more recent thing but I think the the Rolling Stone article kind of points to TikTok being a uh acceleration factor in people seeing this more now.
0: Yeah. I mean there's like a, so basically like uh like for example like if you go to and you, you click on the like the 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 I think it's plants and uh, plants and drugs like one of the top ones on here is caffeine which is very interesting. And oh. then you can just you can lose yourself in this. Like people do the weirdest stuff like Eating tobacco raw and things like that.
1: People are um, weird, Brian. People are I know. really weird. I know. My hypothesis, though, with this is: is is Hatman the new Grey Alien?
0: Oh, just like communal kind of existing. Yeah, I mean, right. Like before, anything, I think it's I think it's an evolution of Slender Man, right? So the creepy come to life.
1: Because yeah, that makes sense. And but before, right? Like in the eighteen hundreds and early nineteen hundreds, it was like the succubus and incubus that people would see during sleep paralysis and uh, any sort of sleep related hallucinations then it was the gray aliens post yeah. what 1950s i guess 60s yeah. 70s then it it blew up once everybody's favorite uh book cover came out right like that <laughs> that's where people really started seeing them and so now are you
0: suggesting that maybe it hits a critical mass as a as a in pop culture in the zet guys and then like tapers off for a new threat to emerge yes
1: exactly that's exactly what i'm hypothesizing here
0: I like that. I like that. It's kind of funny, too. It makes me think of, you know, when people go, uh, they go through near-death experiences and they say that they, they have, like, you know, God talking to them or or whatever sort of deity talking to them, and it's always in the local language. It's never a universal language. I find that very interesting, right?
1: Well, it's because they, uh, whatever these gods are, they use the universal communicator from Star Trek.
0: Of course, Star Trek. We're just doing full circle here.
1: We love full so circles.
0: <laughs> Soon, <laughs> I wanted to. Kara read- Russell's
1: going to show up wearing a hat.
0: So I jumped on org. All that to say, I found a really interesting review that I wanted to read to you. And this one's got swearing. So obviously, Angela, you're editing. You can bleep all you oh, want. But thanks. the title of this one, so it's from uh, it's from January 1st, 2011, by someone named Tinfoil Hats. And he uh, claimed to have had this in 1988. And the title of the review is Triggered in Alien Abduction. Let's hear this. Like, all right. Back in the day, they made this Benadryl spray. Fucking stupid idea knowing what Benadryl is. I was a kid with the worst sunburn ever, and I didn't understand I could overdose on the stuff. I had never done drugs before and probably didn't understand what drugs were yet. The sunburn was infected, and I had a heat fever. My whole back was ripped apart, leaking fluid as there were... Uh, the backs of my legs, I was in great pain, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just reading over. At first, my clothes were very uncomfortable, so I stripped them off. But the bed sheets still felt like cutting into the wound in my back, so I put that off as well. I was younger. I was afraid of monsters. But not just any monsters. Aliens were my monsters of choice. There you go, Angelo. Yeah. Um Aliens, of course, really exist and aren't fake at all like other monsters. Uh, they like to abduct children, do terrible things to them. So it's good to be scared of them. I don't know about that one. Then he used um, to
1: watch Unsolved Mysteries by any chance. <laughs>
0: it doesn't say here anywhere. Okay. So then it says... Uh, at this point, the drug was kicking in. I did the smart thing and tried to rationalize that aliens did exist. I don't know how this shit works, but at some point in my rationalization, I looked up my open window to see very plainly that nothing was out there, that nothing could get me. I was feeling very calm when the stereotypical gray alien suddenly opened his eyes. Like I'd been looking at him the entire time, but was not seeing his face because his eyes were closed. I exploded from bed and ran down the hall naked, screaming. My parents burst out of the room. They started screaming, and I was screaming, and they screamed something at me about what happened, and I screamed back, the grays! I should mention, I can't remember how old I was, but I was certainly too old to be running down the hall screaming whenever I got scared. This wasn't fear. It wasn't panic either. After that, I went back and fell asleep, woke up paralyzed. I think I must have sleep apnea or something, but I never got that shit checked. Waking up with sleep paralysis in the middle of delirium is not fun. I was convinced that aliens came back and abducted me. I couldn't move or speak, save for a thin, raspy, repeated help me wake up during all of it. That's
1: normal uh, during sleep paralysis.
0: The Very alien normal.
1: Part? No, well, the alien part, yeah, maybe, <laughs> but the whole trying to say help, I've had that yeah. happen to me, and it's awful.
0: So this is a bracket. Uh, Yes, I do have the full abduction story that I can't blame drugs 100% for. They came to my room and I saw them at the foot of my bed and never saw the shit because I told them with my mind, how else... After they arrived, that the reason humans were always scared of them was because of an inbuilt thing in their psyche that made us frightened of all other humanoid species. I rationalized to the aliens this was true. I told them to look at human-on-human contact. I told them also I was not trying to be rude or mean, and they weren't disgusting to behold. They were just scary to me. I said the paralysis made it even worse. The aliens were very nice and told me they would put me to sleep so I would know that I was being abducted. I could feel it, but I wouldn't be able to uh, see them. This was my suggestion, but they understood my thoughts. So, well, that they knew what I wanted to ask next. Then my eyes closed, and I could feel them touching me and injecting me in my chest with a long needle. And it hurt so bad, I scrunched up my eyes so they'd be closed even more. When I did that, the aliens stopped injecting me for a second. I got really numb, and I couldn't feel anything, but their arms holding my arms down.
1: Wow, this really goes places. yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I woke up in a violent to a violent seizure and more sleep paralysis. The sleep paralysis continues to this day. The sleep seizures continued for at least a week afterwards. Every fucking night, all caps, and they were always all caps, preceded by sleep paralysis and another abduction. Each abduction happened like the last one. The aliens came at around three o'clock a.m. I stayed up for them because I was scared. I could feel them coming. I'd suddenly fall asleep, then wake up. My eyes went open though, and I couldn't. I could feel them doing stuff to me. When they were done. They leave at about 5 a.m. To sum it up, I'm still not sure whether or not I was abducted by aliens. I've had problems sleeping since that day. My mind was seriously fucked for years afterwards, and I would keep on getting abducted until I passed puberty. I probably have lingering psychotic effects, and occasionally I break into a state of mind where I could describe as a flashback. My face gets red, and I start to think like I'm tripping again. Exhibit all the schizo- I then exhibit all the symptoms of schizophrenia I can in a short time. I'm not quite sure about that. And return to normal within a half hour. Even with my drug knowledge now, my experience with psychedelics... Um, I'd have to think very long about trying that shit again. And yes, I realized how batshit insane the story sounds. Taking a cataclysmic amount of a terrible drug when I was younger definitely colored my procession of that night's nice events.
1: So two things, Brian, I've gathered from this. One, this episode's getting an explicit tag that's way too much for me to bleep out and try to edit.
0: Oh, wow, okay. We're getting the rear explicit on here.
1: And two, don't do drugs.
0: No, don't do liquid Benadryl. Don't do spray Benadryl.
1: And then... Go on a rant on a website, and uh, I mean that's not really a rant, but it was. It went, it went places. This thing it started off one way. I thought he was done, and then it just kept going.
0: So this is under the bad trip um, section. I would, s- I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, some people have good times with it. Some people have difficult experiences and downright bad trips. Like one of these is entitled "Hell on Earth."
1: Yeah. So the, the we so suffice to say Benadryl's not a good recreational drug i think i guess people use it just sort of like how hobos drink scope right because it's easily available
0: yeah just to feel something yeah there's a lot of that here like you can start if you go around hunting uh, around the vaults of erwin you can find a lot of really weird stuff so i suggest if you want to go lose like a half hour hour two hours uh Vault of erwin you could do the search function you could type in whatever you want see what's going on there very interesting stuff there uh obviously there's like hundreds of reviews for for different drugs uh um yeah apparently also uh diphenhydramine and heroin were mixed in in the um in the state of texas about 15 years ago and they called it cheese heroin
1: okay it's always it's always good to have catchy names for these things yeah.
0: it's a blended it's a powdered blend of acetaminophen uh, uh diphenhydramine and black tar heroin
1: acetaminophen um, isn't that uh tylenol yeah i mean look this 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 teaches you something right that You don't really need drugs. You can just go on the internet and read crazy stuff because there's always something to do on the internet.
0: Exactly, yeah. If you want to learn by osmosis, you could definitely, like, I feel like if you spend like, Angela, I feel like even if you spent, like, an hour hour on Arrowhead, I feel like you'd be like, you know what? This is, I've learned something. I've I've left the station of my mind.
1: Maybe it'll be some uh, light reading with the kids tonight.
0: Yeah, you know what? Gather around, children. Let's talk about cheese heroin, right? Let's just see what they're going to go with that.
1: Maybe I'll do that um, as my first evening of stopping tv like early and listening to music i'll listen to music and oh no but then i'm still looking at a screen nah that defeats but uh, it's a retina screen it's like it's like paper
0: yeah 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 exactly just um i'm sure that that's the excuse your brain will love hearing yeah exactly I'll have to say Hatman, Man, interesting uh, cultural curiosity. I do like the idea that you brought up of like maybe this is in the Zedgeist, right? And all the guys. We've talked about this concept before of like the, the unconscious, conscious sort of existing and like pushing certain ideas and themes as they exist in the, the ether of the whatever present moment we're in.
1: Yeah, I put a picture of uh, of the Hat Man that somebody drew on Tumblr. And um, I hope I would never see a guy like that in my room.
0: Do you feel connected to him? Not at all. No.
1: Although now, like, so this Are is. Are you scared? Si- Are
0: you worried about him showing up now?
1: So, look, this is a silly fear I've had every time we record at night. Is it alien is, abductions? No, it's just in this room, I see what's happening behind me, right? Because I see myself on the screen in the camera, right? It's a small little thing. So you're, you're big on my screen, right? I always worry like I'm going to see somebody just, Hatman, just show up behind me or gray alien show up in my window. But the worst would be like, I'm talking to you. Concentrate on you, and then you get wide-eyed, and then I look at my screen and there's something behind me. That would freak me out.
0: You know what screws you up, right? Seeing the ring when you're younger.
1: Yeah, that creepy little girl. Samara, right?
0: Is that her? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Should watch that with the kids.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just set them up. Like, hey, tell me I have seven days to watch it with a friend.
1: That and then the grudge. And then those two. The grudge and Samara team up and become the uh, (laughs) creepy twins. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're not in charge of any IPs, honestly. Well, actually, you're kind of in charge of our IP, which is kind of worrisome. The dull density RP? Re- oh, no, not no. rested. <laughs> no, 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 the dull density uh, RP.
1: Our IP, okay.
0: Yes, you and me's, ours, as we say in English.
1: Yeah, I noticed our, our show art like permanently changed now in, uh, in Overcast. Not on Spotify, takes,
0: though. Not on Spotify, though.
1: Because Spotify sucks, but it takes like a week or so for that stuff to like propagate. And But the thing is, is Spotify... Do they kind of like use their own thing, right? So, like, it it might take even longer because Overcast and all the other podcast apps actually use Apple's database. I think so. As soon as Apple uh, updates, everything else updates.
0: Yeah, Spotify is very weak on the pulling things in properly. Uh, and train.
1: lesson learned: stop listening to us on Spotify.
0: Yeah, get your own dedicated podcast app. I if you're listening to us on one. Spotify,
1: I'd like to hear from you right now. Go to DoubleDensity.net, fill out the form. And say, I'm listening to you guys from Spotify. I like it. Leave me alone.
0: Good call, Angela. And also, if you want to find us over on socials, you can do that definitely. Double uh, Podcast over on Instagram, Double uh, Podcast on Threads. And then also Double Underscore on the health site, which I now post on nearly as much, but we're still there. We're still holding strong. Um, not nearly as much as on Instagram, though, and, uh, and Threads. So that's, that's a good thing to be on. Good job, Brian. <laughs> Keeping Thank social
1: Angela. media live in 2024. It is twenty twenty four, right? Yeah. It's it is twenty twenty four.
0: Ask the hat man. The hat man would know.
1: It's so far into the future, Brian. Things it I so, saw like
0: Are you on a Benny m- trip right now?
1: No, but we were talking about Mission Impossible Three before, and that, that was from 2005. That's I know. 20 years ago, nineteen years ago at this point. And like it, it's just weird to think in my mind, oh Tom Cruise, when I watched that seem older. He's three years younger than me. No, he's not in that movie he's 43. oh in that movie yes sorry yes he's 43 no, that's, yes. in that movie yes and i'm not yes I'm, i thought
0: you meant now and i was like i don't no, i don't 60. understand
1: that time i don't know <laughs> yeah. how time works
0: <laughs> i think you might be on benadryl right now honestly yeah. this uh you know i'm gonna accuse you of being on benadryl right now and i feel like this is a great place to end the episode before you say more nonsense
1: yeah i will stop saying nonsense brian
0: this has been it for episode 259 of the double density podcast and always you can tune in next episode as angelo actually does a benadryl trip and i'm gonna be um door dashing him some benadryl for him to try it out you and your kids your wife you can all hang out have a chat have a snack do some bennies uh explore space draw things write them down report back to double density
1: i didn't tell you but i'm on one now look at my pupils they're dilated
0: they're super yeah they're super dilated. bye angelo bye